Hello and welcome to Beckett Talks, the new podcast from Leeds Beckett University. In these podcasts, we'll be showcasing our diverse community of students and academics, touching on the important themes that surround universities today. And it's time for Beckett Talks Research. I'm Dee Grismond, and each week I will be showcasing the interesting and innovative research community here at Leeds Beckett as part of this podcast series. And this week we are joined in the studio by Professor Ralph Tench, who is Director of Research at the Leeds Business School here at Leeds Beckett University. Professor Tench's research focuses on communications, its social impact and its organisational strategy, behaviour and performance. And he also looks at how comms can operate on three levels, the organisation, the departmental and the individual. Please welcome to this week's podcast, Professor Ralph Tench. So let's start by asking our easy question to begin with. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into this particular field of research? Well, I'm a communications specialist. That's what I study and that's what I have taught and and continue to to be engaged with. I guess when I think back, uh, communication was probably something that I didn't set out to do as a career, but it's in my uh, education and professional training. So I did a first degree in psychology and was interested obviously in interpersonal and group communication. And when I graduated, my first job was in uh, microcomputers in uh, London. I was in a corporate affairs department where we were in the early days of, uh, in the 1980s, of uh, computers going into offices and office environments and transforming how organisations communicate with their audiences internally and externally. From that, I went into news uh, and sports reporting as a journalist, uh, working on national and regional newspapers, and then went back uh, more formally into the communication roles with uh, public relations and communications agencies as a director and business consultant working for uh, PLC blue chip organisations. While I was doing the consultancy work, I also taught in the evenings at Manchester University, and that gave me the appetite to go back into education uh, and to teach uh, more formally. So I took an opportunity to go to uh, Leeds Metropolitan University, Leeds Beckett, uh, in the mid-1990s, so that I could teach on what was at the time the one of the first programmes of public relations in the UK. And since then, I took up the role of head of department, expanded our programmes to BA, Masters, and MBA in communication, professional courses in communication uh, with the Institute of Public Relations, uh, and also doctoral students. And whilst doing that, I uh, researched. So I engaged in research and uh, attracted funds from research councils and European funding and got the largest grant in uh, public relations research uh, to date from the EU and continued to do that level and type of research since. And what is it about communication specifically that really interests you? I'm interested in how people communicate individually, but I'm mainly interested in how organisations can communicate uh, better, as it were. So I see good communications take place, I also see poor communication, uh, and I'm interested in how to identify and pinpoint what is strong communication for organisations to improve both their performance, their productivity, and also the experiences of those that work within them and and are experiencing the communication coming out of those organisations. So how does an organisation communicate? Where does that form of communication come from initially? That's a very interesting question because one of the contested points about communication is who drives the communication? 
You know, does it come from the top of the organisation or does it come from those who work within it? I have a personal view that I think we can strat strategically influence uh, an organisation's communication uh, direction from the top, from the effect effectively the chief executive or the chief executive officer of an organisation. But in reality, we are all communicators and we all have an, an incredibly important stake. And if we don't believe the strategic messaging from the top, then we won't transmit that message as employees, as customers, as users of a service. So we, we, we don't have the trust in that message. So we're all communicators and I think it's getting that balance between having a direction and strategy that works for the organisation, but also matches with what the people who are the stakeholders within, within that network believe and can work with. So we've all had to start working much more virtually during the pandemic. How do you think that's affected communications? I think it's changed us dramatically. I think we've all uh, evolved. Uh, we've learned how to communicate with using different mediums. For many of us, the big change I would expect is between generations. Many of our younger uh, members of society are used to using social networks and other things to communicate, could do so quite uh, fluidly and quite freely. What has changed is that we're all doing more of it through our professional and our personal lives, but I think intergenerationally we're also much more adept at using those tools. So I think that's a huge change. I think it's a benefit, but it also comes with some costs because I'm still a strong believer that meeting someone face to face allows you to get different signals and different cues in the, in the messaging and the communication that takes place. So while on a, on a macro level and a, and a transmission of information, it works. There are other drawbacks and other things that we could perhaps explore as ways of improving communication and understanding technology better to how we can facilitate the two. In one sentence, what is the most important question you want your research to address? How to um, ensure we get greater open, honest, transparent and trustworthy communication from organisations. And why do you think that is the most important question? Because I think at the moment, and we're seeing a lot of it in both uh, civil society, uh, we have a challenge of trust. Trust in messages, trust in the source of the message. And I think this is why I, I think the big objective is how can we help to improve the transparency, the honesty uh, of the messaging that we're getting. That's really interesting what you say about the honesty in the message that we're receiving because obviously there's so much in the news at the moment about truth around what politicians are saying and what the media are saying does that feed into how we accept communications from an organization yeah to some degree i think you know there's a there's a lot of work and studies and i've done some studies this last year on trust and trust in different professions we know from other research that trust in politicians is low, but trust is also low in journalists. Now, to me, that's a really worrying uh, trend because that's reflective perhaps of other wider societal uh, factors and some, to some degree how we are consuming information, where the sources of that information are coming from, and also the uh, veracity or the reliability of some of the sources of information. So in other words, we're finding people saying they don't trust a news organisation which is perhaps adhering to you know, traditional rules of journalism, sourcing of information, verifiable by evidence, 
and then listening to alternative sources more in, a, in another way, influencers or social media sites, etc., etc. So they're the kind of challenges I think we have as to how to navigate that uh, and how to support the, those, those technologies to evolve and to be part of society, but actually that we don't get carried away and lose the trust in other, other really significant uh, stakeholders in society. As a society, we have the messaging from the traditional outlets that we're used to, but also we have all this non-traditional noise out there through social media that we're actually just making up our minds about who we trust in a different way now. Yeah, we, we, we do. I mean, the, the research and the research we've done shows that we do have different sources of trust. COVID-19 is a, a great example of that, again, is that we will go to certain uh, sources of information that we as individuals trust, and that is influenced by who we are, you know, what, what, what makes us up as individuals, both vocationally, socially, politically, uh, you know, and it's the classic thing of asking the question, who would you trust to advise you on buying a new television? You know, would it be, and you can list all the various sources, but ultimately, if, you're, if your friend or family recommended a television, you're probably quite likely to trust them. And it, it's that continuum of where trust comes. And we have to understand that a bit more. And I think for organisations, when dealing with organisations and trying to transmit messages that we trust, it's understanding how our stakeholders think and what are the, you know, the breadth. And we have a very you know, broad societal base and people trust different things. We know that. The big challenge is the media and the, me and the, and the sort of potential structural changes in media landscapes that are going on at the moment in terms of ownership and, and, and also how they are uh, either controlling or not controlling information is key to that trust as well. At Leeds Business School, we believe in collaborative and practical learning. We provide excellent technical facilities and connections built upon decades of experience to guide and encourage forward thinking and motivated graduates. Based in the heart of the city's thriving financial and business district, we offer students the chance to develop their business awareness through real-world experience. Connect with and learn from business leaders through our guest lecture series and use our well-established links with local and national businesses to secure vital work placement experience. We offer a range of innovative and varied courses covering subjects including business and management, HR, accounting and finance, PR, journalism and marketing. So if any of these subjects interest you, go to leedsbeckett.ac.uk forward slash LBS for more information. Thanks for that message. And now we're back in the studio with Professor Ralph Tench. Do you think communications have been badly affected in what we could call the fake news era that we're in now? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we've got a problem with the fact that we can even talk about fake news, to me, is a very depressing context you know, of, of this debate, because essentially fake news is something that is, depending on your philosophical perspective, of course, but is potentially just not true. But the worst thing about that is it's not true. No, the, no, the lack of truth is known by the sender of the message. That's the problem. It's the, the fact that we have someone who could stand up and say to you, you know, it, today, it, it, it's nighttime when it's daytime. Now, I, I could get into a philosophical debate or a philosopher could have a strong debate with me about that. But the point is, people are coming up with things that you stand there as, a, as someone who may have information and may have a knowledge of a topic area and you know it not to be the case and yet someone stands up and tells you that now that's the problem when when that gets propagated 
and we have society where we have systems and structures that allow that propagation, there is no check or balance to that. And that's, that's what's interesting in, in, this, in this arena, really, for me. And, and that's a real problem when you're trying to uh, endeavour to have open and transparent dialogue on an, on an issue or a topic, whether it's um, the environment or whether it's you know, electric cars. You know, and if people are, f are putting unverifiable information into the sphere, it's really confusing for, for all of us. You know, we don't know whether we're hearing the right information when we're told it costs more to produce an electric car than a, a diesel car, or is it the other way around? You know, who, do you, who do you believe? And it becomes a really difficult thing. And it's, make it, it's sense making of all of that information is what's the challenge. And in a modern society, we're not all tooled to the same degree to be able to deal with the information. You know, do we have the ability to understand the myriad data that we get about facts like the environment? Do we have the, the knowledge to understand the statistics that are thrown at us about the, you know, the, uh, the production costs of, an, of a car electric battery versus a, a, you know, a, a combustion engine? We don't necessarily have that, but we're, we're given these very short snippets of information that just says an electric car is more expensive or not. And we're, we have to take that, or people will take that on face value. And then they'll go to the pub and say, oh, do you know it's more expensive to produce an electric car? Now, that's just how things work. But we're getting worse and worse and worse at bringing everything down, you know, and I'm not blaming Twitter, but we do bring everything down to a, a very short amount of words. And that's our, you know, attention and knowledge of the subject. Asked to go deeper and it's quite difficult. It's very interesting when you start thinking about all of the communications that we have. But where do you see your research going in the future and why? Well, what I have been studying and what I want to continue studying is the sort of attributes of good communication, which I think I've touched on. But the reason being is I'm interested as well in a broader situation. I'm a, I work in a business and management school and I'm the director of research for that school. But I'm interested in the sustainability of business. And by that, I don't just mean businesses that make a profit. I guess we talk in businesses broadly about organisations. So what I really am interested in, and particularly with the challenges that we're facing from 2020 onwards, is the sustainability of businesses in the future. You know, will they be sustainable? How can we help them? And how can communication contribute to not only creating sustainable long-term businesses, but businesses that have a responsibility to their stakeholders? So that's the people who work for those organisations, but also those of us who are affected by any business or organisation in the society that we live. And so what exactly do you think are the big issues in your field at the moment? I think that they're going to be around technology. So artificial intelligence is, is important. I think social robots, or we call them social bots, and how they influence communication and the messaging that we, we get and we receive. I think the media landscape change uh, is important. That's the, the kind of ownership and the control of, of the media that we are consumers of. Uh, also, inevitably, we have to ask the question of the source of information and therefore fake news, whether we call it fake news or just do we call it lies <laughs> or, or, or information that is unverifiable. Um, so they're the, for me, still the big issues and wrapping around a lot of that, as I've indicated, is probably the, uh, the sort of technological paradigmatic shift that we're seeing and how we're engaging with that. And what exactly is that technological shift and how is it affecting people? I think it's, uh, I've indicated it's about who owns, you know, the technology, uh, how the technology is used. I think we're also in, we're exposed increasingly to such large volumes of 
uh, information, large volumes of data, much of, much of which were not perhaps skilled to process. And I think that is the challenge. So technology, as many of us will know, whether we're shopping for a new puffer jacket because the weather's going cold or something, it's brilliant. We can go out and we can find all sorts of information. It's quite focused. But if it's not, and we don't have the skills to, to refine the question, you know, I want a puffer jacket of a certain size and cost, but I, I, it's a much broader question about something that we don't really understand. It's very difficult with the breadth of information that's thrown at us is to make sense. And I think that's the challenge, and I've touched on it before. A lot of that is around the use of uh, often uncomparable or unverifiable data and statistics. Big data we talk about, but many of us are not necessarily skilled in that. It's not because um, you know, we don't have the intellect, it's just that we haven't been trained now to absorb, process, and come to a reasonable conclusion on something. So I think there's, there's development for all of us, really, in society, and I put myself right in there, a uh, person of my age and experience as the technology changes. You have to learn to do these things, and it's a challenge, it's difficult. And can you describe the value of your work to the ordinary person on the street? Yes, I'm trying to understand what are the... Uh, core competencies and the skills of highly effective communicators, either as individuals or as organisations. And what would you say those skills are? The, the key one for me, actually, and I'll stop, up, stop at that, is probably listening. And why do you think listening is such a key skill? Well, I think, back to what I've been saying, we, we're, we're looking for it. As communicators, we need to understand the environment we're in and, and also, obviously, understand what we want to communicate. But at the same time, we have to understand those around us. And unless we really understand them and understand the context, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not relating this to a conversation in a coffee shop as much as I... But it, even then, you have to appreciate who you're with, what their, what, their, what their environment is and what they're thinking about the situation and what's going to happen. But in organisational terms, we have to listen to the environment, listen to what it's telling us, listen to uh, the uh, the social, political and economic context that we're in so that we can, when we deliver our own message, we have to make sure it does not grate or goes against those elements and therefore the message won't be believed, it won't be trusted uh, and we won't achieve our objective. And what impact do you feel your research has had to date? The main impact I think, and I've been running a project for 15 years with my colleagues across Europe, which is evaluating uh, senior communicators every year in a macro survey of kind of 50 plus countries. And what we've distilled from that over those many years is what does high performance look like in organisational communication and departmental communication and individual communication. So to me that's probably the greatest impact is that understanding and how we then use that to translate into helping organisations to improve what they do. But also it's fed into directly my uh, other vocational interest, which is curriculum. So that's enabled us to sort of use the knowledge and the experience from that research and that work to help improve the curriculum of uh, students on programmes of public relations, strategic communication uh, worldwide. So what would be the one big thing you would like to change in the field of communications? Trust. So it's the, uh, the ability to engender trust in the messaging that we produce, however we can do that. So I think trust is a, a valuable commodity uh, 
in, in any communication. We've seen trust being built, but we've also seen trust be destroyed during COVID. Um, and I think it's a very strong example of how hard it is to build uh, and, and maintain trust. So for me, that's, it. that's the imperative, is learning how to do that, but also how not to lose trust in, in you as the messenger and the message. Thank you, Professor Ralph Tench. That was really interesting. There are so many questions I could have asked you, but we have run out of time. So thank you again for joining us in the studio. The Beckett Talk podcasts are released every Tuesday. So don't forget to check our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook to find out more details on our next episode. See you next week. Today, Leeds Beckett Research Community is delivering innovative, multidisciplinary research, helping to address some of the most pressing challenges we face today. Across a range of disciplines, our researchers are striving to improve quality of life, equality and the environment around us. We are dedicated to making a difference and our research pages showcase the real-world impact taking place at the university. You can find out more at leedsbeckett.ac.uk forward slash transform and if you've enjoyed hearing about the research at Leeds Beckett University subscribe to our channel and listen out for more of our Beckett Talks research podcasts 